Welcome to the Fertility Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Sodden Endy. As a naturopathic doctor and fertility coach, I help women get calm, confident, and in control of their fertility. I'm passionate about helping women get pregnant and stay pregnant. This episode is brought to you by Fertility Fundamentals. Fertility Fundamentals is a naturopath-led collective of women supporting each other in their fertility journey. Join the collective for free at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fundamental fertility and come join your tribe. episode, I'm going to be talking about MRKH. So MRKH syndrome is the common name for Mayer-Rokitansky-Custer-Hauser syndrome. That's really quite a mouthful. So people usually just call it MRKH. So this is a condition where young women are born either without a vagina and uterus or with an underdeveloped vagina and uterus. It affects at least one in 4,500 women. So women with MRKH syndrome have normal external genitalia. They may also have a small vaginal opening, like about one to three centimeters deep. They also generally have functioning ovaries. However, women with MRKH syndrome can have abnormal internal genitalia. So they generally have no uterus and no or only a partial vagina. So women do have a female chromosome pattern, the 46XX pattern. And because of their normal looking appearance, they may only discover that they have MRKH syndrome when they fail to get their menstrual period. So it's quite delayed later on in life. So most women with MRKH syndrome only have the genital malformations, but there are rare cases where other organs are affected, such as the kidneys, the urinary tract, the skeleton or heart may all not be formed correctly. There are actually other names for MRKH syndrome, which can include like vaginal agenesis or Mullerian agenesis, Mullerian aplasia or Custer syndrome. So these are all different names of the same condition. And we really don't know what the cause is. So there's still an unknown cause. It has been shown to run in families because it may be a genetic disorder. However, no single gene has yet been identified as causing MRKH syndrome. So this may be because it is caused by an interaction of multiple genes. So there's lots of research still to be done with regards to this disorder. Um, going in depth, there are actually two major variations of the MRKH syndrome, type 1 and type 2. So type 1 is the most well-known type. Type 1 is the isolated 
MRKH or Rokitansky sequence, where only the reproductive organs are affected. So women with type 1 MRKH usually have a blocked or missing uterus and vagina with normal fallopian tubes. They have no other symptoms of the syndrome. While type 2 MRKH involves other organs of the body. So they might have damage to the kidneys, to the musculoskeletal system, to the heart. So other organs are definitely affected in type 2. And with diagnosis, MRKH syndrome is, you know, most often diagnosed when a young woman fails to get her menstrual period. So if an exam is performed at that time, the doctor will likely discover the lack of a fully formed vagina and uterus on physical exam. And further diagnosis might then include like doing imaging tests, like for instance, an MRI, ultrasound, or even laparoscopic surgery. So these more thorough tests can help diagnose other organ systems affected by MRKH. They can also determine whether women with MRKH have functioning ovarian tissue. So usually, you know, one or more tests will be used to characterize MRKH syndrome after it has been identified during a physical exam. With treatment, MRKH syndrome can be treated either surgically or non-surgically. I'm not going to go too much in depth with regards to this. Non-surgical treatment usually would include dilators to slowly deepen and expand the vagina or surgery, which is surgical vaginoplasty or even a uterine transplant. So some women with MRKH syndrome are capable of having biological offspring if they wish. When a woman with MRKH has functional ovaries, IVF can be used to harvest the eggs. Then the fertilized eggs can be implanted into a surrogate. Or if you undergo like a uterine transplant, then the fertilized eggs can be perhaps implanted in, in the woman's body. Um, unfortunately, IVF surrogacy may not be financially or legally feasible for many women. The procedures can be quite expensive and may not be covered by insurance. In addition, like laws about surrogacy definitely vary from country to country. Definitely, um, psychological support is very important when treating MRKH syndrome. Since being born without a uterus and most of a vagina can cause serious problems for self-esteem. It can make women feel inferior or doubt their femininity. There are on online support groups available, such as Beautiful You, MRKH. I'll link all of these um, in the show notes so you can know more about these advocacy groups because there's quite a number of them on the internet. And as always, if you think that you or someone you know might be um, suffering from MRKH, definitely consult with your medical professional and talk with your doctor.
If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the Fertility Stories podcast and leave a review. Let's keep this conversation going. Do you have a story that you want to share or a topic you want covered? Head on over to the Fertility Fundamentals Facebook group and let me know. I've got a new episode coming your way next week. Until then, let's all do something amazing for yourselves and others.